Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start. You know, you know. I, I know. Last week, Sean, when we started off, we uh, we we recognized that things probably weren't okay, so to speak. But but I think it's important that if things are not okay this week, they haven't been okay for for many, many, many weeks before. Yes. Case in point, one thing that is actually pretty okay is that the University of Virginia announced today that their big overhaul with Nike redesigning all their logos and everything was uh was getting uh nixed a bit because they had uh some waves in the the sabers after the serpentine walls at uva so i learned a new thing today which was those have a very um kind of nasty past yeah um so so good on on athletic director carla williams for for uh recognizing that so just want to say that things are things are happening and and yeah that yeah it to to say that things broadly speaking are not okay and haven't been okay for a while isn't to say that there can't be good things happening during that time uh also today as we record uh a fairly unexpected supreme court decision to actually uh enshrine workplace protections for uh lgbtq people uh which frankly i didn't I didn't know that I saw it coming. I certainly didn't see coming with a majority opinion written by Neil Gorsuch. Um, they also declined to hear some pr- pretty frivolous uh, lawsuits that were very obviously designed to be Second Amendment test cases. Um, so, you know, the occasional good thing does uh, does happen, and and, and we're mm-hmm. uh, we're we're heading towards another day of celebration uh, and and it's the 4th of July uh, so uh, we we talked about fireworks a couple weeks ago <laughs> yeah. uh, and and really fireworks are are for the holiday that's coming up not for the one that happened when we talked about the fireworks mm. um, but tomato tomato but uh Obviously, the 4th of July will be a little different because of, you know, the global pandemic that it's still rampaging outside no matter how many uh, local and federal leaders talk about how we have things under control and can start reopening. Uh, So it won't exactly be the 4th of July you're used to, but that doesn't mean that you can't partake in one of the great traditions of, uh, frankly, America. Uh, no, uh-huh. I am not talking about uh, <laughs> he engaging, said, frankly. engaging in and benefiting <laughs> from systemic racism. I'm talking about hot dogs. Ah, uh, yes, hot dogs. And and we should be we should be broader. I mean, Kevin, there there are other tube meat products that you might enjoy on the Fourth of July. Am I right? Yeah, I. I... I mean, some of them, I think different sausages have different times of the year. Like you have bratwurst for, you know, your Oktoberfest. But 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, well, hot dogs was always the 4th of July for me growing up because I didn't really, I didn't necessarily know that fancier sausages existed until later in my life. But, um, so yeah, so now I might mix it up. But and, hot dogs are the are the classic. And it's important to, to remember that there is a point of view from which there are quote-unquote fancy sausages. Because sausages are, you know, they're, they're parts. They're ground-up parts. You're not supposed to talk about what's in them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the first rule of hot dog is don't talk about hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and being being from, you know, the D.C. area, you know, the the the, the joke about laws being made, how the sausage is, is made kind of the, the same deal. So, I mean, for me, that has been reverberating my, my whole life. But but here I am like there have been points in my life when and I still think about it sometimes. But I have said before in the past that hot dogs are my favorite food. This is this is a thing I said until way, way too late in my life. I was going to ask, when when did you say that, and how many more years was it after that before you were allowed to drive a car? <laughs> not not uh, 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 plead Out of all the amendments to the Constitution. Minus 10. Yeah. Um, no, but, I mean, and I can get started with this because you framed it as, as this great American holiday. The thing about hot dogs that is great is – we're not supposed to talk about how they're made. I think hot dogs even more so than sausage, because even if it is not something gross, which which maybe it is, but it's so far removed from the thing you started with. Whereas sausage, like sausage, is kind of you're like, oh, that's kind of a meat thing. Whereas a, a hot dog, one of one of uh, a fond memory of mine is going to Hamburg around the Fourth of July, I believe, in Germany, and they had they had this American section, and one thing they displayed prominently was hot dogs in a jar <laughs> like with liquid like pickled hot, hot dogs basically <laughs> but they didn't yeah well but they weren't saying they were pickled hot dogs they're like no this is this is how hot dogs are packaged but but hot dogs are so far removed from this thing but then they have just this this creativity and this this soul there is a chicago hot dog there are more you know east coast influenced hot dogs i'm sure you can get a tofu dog on the west coast or you know that type of stereotype but but for something that starts out so bland and is just kind of like meat flavored tube in a in a nondescript bun, it allows you such creativity. I, I sent you all a picture. I made some last week, and this is kind of where the discussion came. But I spent an afternoon caramelizing some onions, and I used some leftover um, stinking rye kraut, or actually ramp kraut from from Number One Sun. So started with this base, and then made something that was gourmet-ish and and i think that that's the the hot dog is the gateway to creativity with food for me so you you took you took something that is kind of nominally uh a food of the people Mm -hmm. and you gussied it up gussied it up and, and made it for rich boys yes i'm a gentrifier okay just just checking uh so you you also said before uh you said before we started that this, to you, sort of makes the hot dog the quintessentially American food. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I disagree with you, but I think it's kind of interesting that we're going to hold up as the quintessentially American food something that is literally called the Frankfurter. 
I mean, some people like, would call it but, that. No, but but seriously, think think about it. The two, the two most iconically American foods in existence <laughs> are the hot dog, the frankfurter, and the hamburger. Yes, like it's two it's two things that are directly from other places. And really, I think what this is coming back to is that the most quintessentially American thing is not. Uh, it's not the innovation and creativity. It's not even uh, the forethought to, to grind up different meat products. It's really just the clever marketing to pass shit that we stole from someone else off as our own. I, I mean, yeah, I think that's that's what we do. I think <laughs> I mean, that advertising... advertising was was invented yep. here and we steal other things and say they're yes. our own we are we are at base these these colonizers so i mean yeah and i think that a lot of i mean hot dog selling has to do with the this this americana and this marketing from it the, mm-hmm. the oscar meyer wienermobile i mean kevin i don't know if you recall but growing up there were, I think, Cal Ripken was on packages of hot dogs. I think they were ballpark brand hot dogs or, or some kind of brand like that, and it was tied to the Orioles. That I remember yeah. being like, I need those. Yeah, I think that hot dogs—they've always found some way to to turn it into this experience that makes the hot dog taste better. Like ballpark Franks is like, oh, like I can't, I can't always go to an Orioles game, but like I can get ballpark Franks and make them in my backyard. And then, and I don't know, another clever thing was. Uh, 7-Eleven. There were a ton of 7-Elevens where I grew up, and like all they did was call it a big bite and make the hot dog a bit bigger. And then they give you this little, <laughs> they give you this little buffet of like chili and cheese or whatever. And I don't know, it's just it's it's like such a good advertising vehicle. So I think yeah. that's where America really uh, yeah. was able to take off with it. None of none of what I said was to debase the hot dog in any way. I love hot dogs; <laughs> they're wonderful. I haven't had one in a while. And a I'm hot dog is shameless. It can't be debased. <laughs> Right, it's uh, it's libel proof. Yeah, it can't, its reputation can't be harmed because it doesn't have a reputation good enough to be harmed. Uh, but it's also it, it's also American in a bunch of other ways. You know, one of the most uh, iconic presentations of the hot dog is the uh, street cart, specifically mm-hmm. in New York City, and that you know that's an avatar of. Uh, eating on the go and having something that is portable and that you can hold it in your hand uh don't need utensils to eat it it's mobile you can eat it while you're walking down the street you know from powerful meeting to powerful meeting so like i i really what i'm saying really pierce is that i 100 percent agree with you that the hot dog mm-hmm. is absolutely the quintessentially american food for all of the different things that it signifies it signifies all that stuff with, you know, work and, and not taking time for yourself to eat. It signifies co-opting of other cultures. It signifies gentrifying poor people's stuff into rich people's stuff. Like, it, it's it's all of those things. And, and those, um, those all sound bad, but I don't know that they are. I, hot dogs, are, again, are really good. 
Yeah, and and we forgot the the other quintessential American thing is this is really great. Also, it might cause cancer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, like I don't, I don't know that we're I don't know that the gentrification in this case is is harming many people, but maybe it is in some trickle down well, effect. Uh, so so it's it, it's interesting because we start we start to get into the um, we. We extend the tube meat category and start to enter into sausages. And and I think – I don't know people that do it, but I know that you can make your own sausages. You can get the attachments to, to where you do that. So you could make it with good, you know, certain cuts of pork, but, mm-hmm. which seems antithetical. But that's kind of how, you know, reclaiming the, the food of the, the less fortunate kind of works. But I mean, I've certainly had I've I've gone to the the organic market across the way and paid for sausages that were like eight or nine bucks a pound, and um, I, I've certainly had uh, you know gone and, and perused the options at the Whole Foods counter, for instance, where you have like ten different sausage types, and then you do things where it's like, well, I'm going to be more thoughtful instead of pork, I'm going to have chicken, which. Let me just say is is terrible to cook because there's no fat in it, and all of a sudden you have this dry pan. But I, I mean, do you, Kevin? Do you at all who who maybe entered entered the the hot dog and tube meat world maybe more innocently than than me who had a dog in the fight as is my quote unquote favorite food? Do you do you feel like you've expanded your tube meat eating? I mean, you mentioned you know the the bratwurst uh, type thing, but but do you think of it as something that can be fancy? Yeah, I I think that um, I actually kind of had a bit of a complicated history. Like when I was a kid, I actually found the traditional hot dog disgusting, and then I kind of had this. I tried one again after years when I was fifteen or so, and it was just like the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> and then I basically ate a disgusting amount of hot dogs for like the next couple of summers. Uh, and so maybe it's more it's more like attached to uh, camping. Um, and, but, but now it's more of, I, if I want to incorporate sausage into a meal, it's more of like a, a thought out thing. And I, I think out a dish and for me, it's kind of like a, um, it's kind of like German beer for me. It's like when I, if I go into a day and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to have German beer today. I'm really excited mm-hmm. about it. And I kind of plan the whole thing of everything around it. And it, it's, it's grateful or it, it's great. But like, if you just kind of like hand me a hot dog. Or like a sausage in the middle of something else. I'm like, I don't really feel like eating that. So I think you touched on something really important when you talked about incorporating sausage into a dish. Which is that sausages differ from hot dogs in that sausage is still sausage if you remove it from the casing mm-hmm. and break it down. So I, I, I mean, I, I think I can... I would consider myself perhaps the sausage aficionado of the podcast. Um and spend a, a fair amount of time, you know, cooking Italian things that involve buying Italian sausage and, and breaking that down um, and, and cooking with it that way. I made chicken and andouille sausage gumbo yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is something where you are, you're not taking it out of the casing, but you're pre-slicing it, you know. So it, it doesn't... Uh, the sausage doesn't have to be served only in its full tubed form. And I think a hot dog outside of, you know, like slicing up a hot dog for a child that isn't quite at taking bites stage. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot 
where you are slicing hot dogs. Uh, and yeah. this actually, so there was a, an episode of the Judge John Hodgman podcast uh, where it, it ruled on all all manner of food questions, including what he felt to be the definitive final ruling on why a hot dog is not and will never be a sandwich. And it's that you'd never cut a hot dog in half. <laughs> and as I, I listened to that, and it was so simple. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, of course you would never cut a hot dog in half. You'd be a maniac to do that. So, like, the hot dog... It is part of the larger class of tubed meats, but it's also very clearly its own separate entry. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I think of it also, one one difference between hot dogs and sausages is, like, you know, a hot dog, you never actually have to cook it. Like, that, you can warm it up, which is what you're really doing when you put it on the grill, but you don't you don't have to cook a hot dog, I'm pretty sure. And, and the a lot thing of, about... Well, I'll say that a lot, of, a lot of sausages, like, a lot of your johnsonville like smoked sausages and stuff like those kinds of things do oh. come pre-cooked but yes the 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 sh- kind of shrink wrapped ones as yeah. opposed to the normal clean wrapped yeah. kind of things <laughs> um now uh, the other thing about sausage and i think this is where it gets very versatile and i, I do want to give credit to the the other part of the tube meat kind of family is that you know with with sausages and i've been doing this a lot lately you know you you throw it in uh, a a grain bowl type of thing cuz you want some it's a very versatile protein but what it's doing is it, it's you know it's not trying to bullshit you and being like oh this is a fine meat selection at your local whatever mart no no they're saying listen we've taken this thing that you know is maybe not that great and we've seasoned it for you to something you you're used to you know, go use it how you want. Put it put it in a, a bread device or, you know, go cut it open and, and throw it in your pasta or throw it, you know, on this bowl or, or just, you know, just eat it. Do whatever you want. And I think that the versatility of that and, like, the, the yeah, there's the marketing aspect still of, like, oh, I want a Johnsonville whatever or something like that. But it's not trying to fool you on the quality of the meat, which is, you know, what they're doing basically everywhere else in your normal grocery store. So I appreciate the honesty, which, you know, You'd argue whether America is honest or, or not. I mean, I'd say that the, the hot dog is shameless, but is pretty dishonest. Um, whereas the sausage is, is a little more honest about what it is. And so I appreciate that you've got this cousin who is, is has a different view on the world than the hot dog. I've never considered that. Like, <laughs> sausage is, is good because it's a straight shooter. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> what, 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 I'm not sure what we're doing here. We're like we're imparting quality. We're imparting human qualities well, to the hot dog. I still think that uh, maybe chefs at a restaurant try to bullshit you with it and put it like on a specials menu sometime. And be like, oh, this is our our premium dish for the night. Well, I mean, they see, may they may have gotten a nice cut of meat and made it into a sausage, and that's on them for playing that game. You know what? No, that's on you for assuming that special means this is a premium dish. That's that's where the real issue lies. So you you got they took you for the ride, but but you went you you went along. <laughs> God, this is one of the this feels like one of the dumbest conversations. No, I think we've ever that, I think this. I'm is, glad we're having uh, it. No, I, I'm glad. Well, we're I, I think that. Well, this is what happens I, when I, Max doesn't show up. He's the glue he that holds has, it all together. He's he's probably got great sausage takes, but. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, it's, it is, 
ultimately very much undersung, whether it's a, yeah. a, a sausage or a hot dog. Um, you know, ground beef, to be quite honest, is is not that exciting. I mean, you can make a good burger, but it's because you got cheese and a bunch of stuff on it. You can have just a sausage. Oh, I don't. Really I don't agree that the only way you can make a good burger is by putting cheese. Oh, on it. that's sorry. That's just, that's not, fair. not right. But what I'm, but but more what I'm saying is is like I to to have a burgers be like this way higher quality or, or the idea that they're they're way better is probably wrong. Also, right now, you know, just the the footprint of a of a. Uh, what goes into a sausage versus a cow is uh, for for ground beef is is worth noting. Mm-hmm. Also, ground beef just kind of comes to you as here's here's beef, and again, that's where the sausage. It's like it's not trying to fool you. It's like we did the work for you because on its own, this is not very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I I appreciate again the the honesty of that. And if we're you know comparing these these titans of of American backyard grilling, I, I got to give the edge to to. My two beat friends. Fair. We we should we should celebrate that. We should celebrate backyard grilling, um, because that is a good thing. Um, we haven't talked at all about how you like your hot dogs, because there are a lot of different ways to to prepare and serve them. You know, one important consideration: do you grill it? Do you boil it? I gotta tell you. I like a boiled hot dog. Yeah, I I go grilled, but I kind of get grossed. Some people are like, oh, I like it to be black off the grill. I'm like, no, that's that's <laughs> terrible. Like, a little bit of char is nice, but if, yeah. if it's, like, in ashes when it's coming off the grill, I'm not into that. Yeah, when there's the separation between whatever the inside is and whatever the outside <laughs> is, that's, that's no good. Um, I... I guess when I made them last week, it was kind of like where it's on the stovetop with a little bit of water, and then the water evaporates, and then you get a little bit of browning on on either side. I've also done that with with sausage, and it's it's a pretty good way to to do it, uh, I think. But sort I of mean, a partial again, steam situation. Yeah, partial partial steam situation. But again, I think the focus for me is I just kind of want to get it into a bun warm and then kind of let the cannabis take me i mean i made three hot dogs last week just because i had all these things that i wanted to put on the hot dog it is it is the my the one canvas that i am uh comfortable in front of so Mm. so i i think that that is that is the excitement um you know i'm interested how how do you both feel about the the prospect of um you know uh, ketchup on on hot dogs it's where I was going to go next. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it's for me. I'm kind of, I'm kind of trying to take in less ketchup generally, uh, <laughs> and so like outside of fries, which I mean, frankly, we've already talked about how it's mm-hmm. not really the best frankly. thing for fries. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep saying it. Uh, We've we've talked before about how it's not necessarily the best thing for fries, but it is still to this day the most kind of iconic and and fastest connection when you say okay fries, what do I put on them? You think ketchup? Great marketing by Heinz. Um, mm-hmm. But I I don't necessarily even like on a hamburger. I don't necessarily love ketchup there. Uh, so for the most part, I would yeah. say if I'm getting a hot dog, I'm going no ketchup. 
Yeah, so I put ketchup on basically everything when I was a kid, and I, for me, the hot Did dog and the French, the hot dog and the French fries that were the, the things that I still use ketchup a lot for. I don't really mm-hmm. use it at all outside of that, but for some reason, the two I guess like more iconic uses for it, they still just appeal to me, and I love putting it, uh, yeah, putting ketchup on hot dogs. Yeah, I I can't say that I've put ketchup on a hot dog in a while, it, but it's it's ultimately just because it's I I'm not a big fan of sweet things except like very specific dessert situations and stuff like that. So I, I would say that that I avoid it there just because I don't know what you'd pair it with. Whereas if you if you like tangy stuff, um, you can get sauerkraut and and. Um, and mustard on your hot dog and then if you do want some sweetness to round it out you can go with the tanginess and slightly sweetness of of like mayonnaise which kind of has a, a couple different flavors in there or at least you know oh, that's interesting because yeah. i i distinctly recall uh when we were all younger that putting mayonnaise on your hot dogs was one of the ways that we rooted out the sociopaths <laughs> so well as is stated, I, I was a fan of hot dogs for, for far too long, so I was just always associate that. Uh, so so then there's another important consideration, which is uh, the bun. And I have – I got another – I got a take here. I got a take here. Okay. Everyone who loves a toasted bun hot dog is heating their bun way too long it's not supposed to be crunchy you want it warm that's why that's mm. why <laughs> you know if you get it from the the street cart it's steamed steamed you want you don't want the moisture out of the bun you still want some in there because you want a nice pillowy complement to the snap of the meat yeah yeah so no argument there yeah, so. so I think that you know Kevin hit on it earlier. You don't you don't want to get crunchy burnt stuff on the hot dog. Yeah, and you're getting it here, which is you also don't want the bun to be crunchy either. So a hot dog is an experience where there's there's good structure to it, but it is ultimately forgiving, and and I think that is that is you know an ultimate part of the hot dog too, which is it is it is a very forgiving thing and it is a soft embrace and it's really just a, a beautiful moment to have a good hot dog um you know it it, it makes me proud you know if, if there's one thing you can be patriotic about it is it is clearly the hot dog yeah uh any any final considerations because i'm starting to get hungry so we might need to move on um i don't know i think there's what about the what about the little cheese filled hot dogs from we're we're filling too many things with cheese. It's just like we're putting bacon on too much stuff. Move on. Uh, no, <laughs> the ruling has been made. Okay. You know, but if you want to if you want to get weird and and go to Seven Eleven and see what they've put on them, turn into a cheeseburger hot dog, or even just cook them on one of those rollers, which are you know a gorgeous piece of machinery. You know, celebrate American engineering. I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, but really, what I'm saying is, I don't want any of those things. If you like your hot dogs cheese filled, if you like your hot dogs with mayonnaise on them, if you like a crispity crunchy bun, like I, I'm not here to, I'm not here to tell you that what you're doing is wrong for you. I am here to tell you what you're doing is wrong for me, and so don't offer me one. There um, you go. But, but yeah. Uh, so, 
I, I would say, unless, Pierce, you have any more uh, sort of valorous human qualities you'd like to, uh, to, to credit the hot dog with having, uh, I, let, let's, let's get him out mm-hmm. now. The, the last thing is that I think it's important that hot dogs come in, that you cook all your hot dogs at once because they come in packages of, of at least six. And while you could eat all six, you know, a hot dog, um, you know, it, it comes in that pack of six because it's to be shared. And it's this thing that anybody can make and it's easy to make. Yeah. And you go and you share your hot dogs with others and you can talk about what you like in your hot dogs because it's a great conversation to have. Yeah, that's right. That's another amazing bit of marketing with the hot dog in America is that they made the hot dogs come with a different number of hot dogs and the bun packs came with hot dog package of eight bun package of six. Guess I got to get 24 of each. (laughs) There we go. And, and thus we have rounded back to the final way that the hot dog is the quintessential American food. What glorifies American excess more than the mismatched quantity of hot dogs and buns forcing you to either have too many of one thing or way too many of both things. (laughs) All hail hot dogs. I hope you get a chance to eat a hot dog with somebody you care about for the 4th of July. Uh, Okay. On that note, let's move on to Pierce's sorry. And what are you apologizing for today? So one of my my favorite things that that sometimes happens with this podcast is we'll, we're starting, we're we're talking about, um, uh, we're getting prepared for to record, and, and we're talking about the the topic. And I remember something that happened in my life that I have to report on and reflect on. So uh, some a few years ago, I was in Munich. Um, at, at a at a beer garden with a friend of mine who who is uh, Bavarian, so someone who is Bavarian knows the ways of Bavaria, um, the expectations for certain delicacies they have. One thing they have there is Weisswurst, which is a white sausage, which is often eaten earlier in the morning, but is a very good sausage. So so we're having Weisswurst. Um, I am clearly American. That is the thing people always notice when I go to foreign countries is I am clearly American, which is you know you have to come to embrace it. Um, but my friend is, is not, is, you know, American, but is, is also German. And, and, you know, maybe if you are a German, which in the case this was, you look and you see an American when, you know, I might see a German. So we're getting vice first. And one, one thing that's important about, uh, vice first is, is that you are actually supposed to take the casing off as, as you eat it. You can still mm-hmm. cut it up, but it's, it's cooked and you kind of can take it off. You could eat it not that way, but that is the way that Bavarians eat it, especially at breakfast. Um, so there is someone at the next table that is looking over at us like we have three heads. Um, and because we're eating the vice first this way with taking off the, the, the casing and then eating it that way. And my friend kind of gave a glance over at this person like what what's what's your problem and we're discussing how no we're actually doing it the right way what is this person's problem i'm pretty sure it was german so what i'm apologizing for is not doing my american duty of telling this person hey stop looking at us we're doing it correctly you are wrong because sometimes you need to step in and defend your friends and sausage is is no different so I'm sorry for not defending my friend. I really failed them there. They were eating vice versa correctly, and that person was the real Philistine. 
Okay, and that actually has has uh, alerted me to the fact that I have uh, lost a Louisiana card during the recording of this podcast for not having mentioned Boudin even once, uh, which is a product where there is uh, potentially some confusion about whether or not to remove the casing. Uh, Okay, well, uh, let's let's close by doing a big idea from pop culture, which will hopefully involve talking about something besides sausage. Um, and, and it will, because uh, I have two have two podcasts to talk about. One is a specific episode, uh, which is to say that our, our beloved uh, future president, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, was on J.J. Reddick's podcast. Uh, I listened to it this morning. Um, it was a, a nice mix of some really important heavy stuff you know uh malcolm is an executive in the players union uh and so we talked a lot about uh what's going on with the uh, plans about the nba returning uh and he's a, a thoughtful guy who spoke at protests in atlanta and has a, a charitable organization that's all about bringing uh, bringing water to communities in Africa that don't get enough uh, or don't get good quality water. And so uh, he he talked about those things. He talked about his family's relationship with uh, Andrew Young, who was a civil rights leader, an ambassador to the UN, I believe, and... Noted UVA basketball fan, famously. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it also had some some fun stories mixed in. Uh, he and he and Reddick talked about uh, the pre-draft process and how how Reddick pushed really hard to get the Clippers to uh, to draft him at both of the chances that they had to do so. Um, so so that was a lot of fun. Um, and then there's a show that I'm has been kind of backed up on my phone for a while, and I started listening. Uh, to the first episode while I was driving down to South Carolina, uh, which is where I am now. Uh, and it's called Lost Notes. And it's a podcast by uh, the radio station KCRW in, I want to say, Santa Monica. I think that's right. Um, and the first episode, which is the only one that I've listened to so far, but I've, I've seen kind of the, the subject matter for the upcoming ones and i'm very excited uh, the first episode is all about the history of the song louie louie which was written by a black artist named richard barry uh it was like a minor regional hit on the west coast but never uh never made it much bigger than that and then he sold the rights to all of his songs when he needed money and then it made its way up to the pacific northwest where it was uh, kind of co-opted by white teenagers, and the most famous recording of Louie Louie ever by the band The Kingsmen. Uh, they were in high school, and they did one take that was like riddled with errors. The drummer drops a drumstick and yells fuck in the middle of the recording, <laughs> and the singer is like, shouting into the wrong part of the microphone so it clips and garbles his words and a lot of it is pr- 
pretty unintelligible. And for some reason, that song blows up and becomes a nationwide hit and spawns an FBI investigation for possible obscenity. It's unbelievable. Uh, so that I, I, I found to be a very good use of, of my car time. And maybe if for some reason you have a long drive in front of you in the near I do. future, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the podcast lost notes could, uh, could tell you some cool stories about music. So, uh, there's lots of good stuff out there for you to listen to. If you are so inclined, uh, that's the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at pretty okay pod or at our home on the web at www.prettyokaypod.com. Uh, you can find this podcast on your device or app of choice. If you do that, please leave us a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share with them as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. I help it. How many years?